So we've come to that part of the show where we take a look at the Bible and we are looking at the letter to the Philippians. We're looking at chapter four, verses eight and nine and says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So, Jamie, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I just want you to pause for a moment, really, because Christmas is over. You know, New Year has begun. You know, how did you find 2020? Now, hopefully you haven't thrown your radio across the room or used a word that probably is inappropriate for a Sunday morning. But 2020 has been tough and 2021 is not starting any better by the looks of things. And I think these verses are particularly difficult for the British because in general, we love to moan and see the bad side of things. You know, this week I drove out to the chip shop and while I was waiting for our fish to be cooked, I spoke to another customer who was waiting. As we do, we talked about the weather and I said about the snow flurry we just had. And he said, it's going to get worse, you know, it's going to turn to ice and we'll be snowed under for the next five days. You know, and I shook my head in mutual agreement. But then simultaneously, in contrast, my nine year old son did a fist pump in the air and said more sledging and snowball fights. The same situation, different thought process, different outlook. And as we get older, it seems easy to fall into the trap of cynicism, negativity and self-absorption and looking at what is wrong with the world and how things would be different if we were in charge. During the season we just had, it reminds me of a Christmas carol and the lead character Scrooge, who was consumed by his negative thoughts and outlook on life. You know, Dickens describes Scrooge as a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching old sinner, hard and sharp as flint, secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. He cares not for anyone but himself. And my favourite description being the cold within him froze his facial features. And it's not until he is visited by the ghosts who remind him of his past, reveal the impact of the present. And finally, the consequences of his future, does he change his mindset around? Maybe Dickens was ahead of his time when it came to negative thinking. Researchers suggested there are three leading causes of negative thoughts. One, fear of the future. People often fear the unknown or are unsure what the future might bring. Two, anxiety about the present. Many of us worry about what people think of us, whether we're doing a good job or being a good friend or parent. And three, shame about the past. Have you ever lay awake at night worrying about something you did or maybe didn't do over Christmas or this past year? And sometimes our thoughts and opinions of ourselves can either overinflate our ego and reliance on ourselves, or in stark contrast, we can make ourselves feel truly worthless and insignificant. Paul in these verses is saying, don't look to yourself in your own thoughts, look to Jesus and the truth of his word. So let me remind you of some truths from the Bible. If you have shame about your past, in 2 Corinthians 5, the Bible explains if we confess and come to him, we become a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. If you have anxiety of the present, if we seek God first and his righteousness, we are told in Matthew 6:34. so do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And finally, fear of the future, which is the verse just before today's verses. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. 
But this is not just about changing mindset and overcoming the negative thoughts that can easily materialize. Through Jesus, we have a higher state of peace. It states, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So as we start the new year and with all the anxiety it may bring, know that there is peace to be found if you look in the right place. When I'm going through times of difficulty, my Christian friends may often quote this verse to me. And at that time, when I'm feeling low, I can sometimes think, don't you dare come with it. Don't you dare say it. And they'll always tell me, you know, think about what is noble, true, right, pure, lovely, admirable. And I, I just feel in the pits at that time. And hearing these words sometimes doesn't lift me up and encourage me. But this year, I start to think about this kind of stuff. Why do we come to these kind of verses? Um, what was the reason Paul was writing this verse? The church in Philippi was under attack. It was actually being persecuted. And this was a persecution like being put to death. Paul was actually in prison. So it was not a good time for anyone in this kind of mind. And so half these kind of verses was a kind of reassurance to church. It was a kind of encouragement to this church. When I looked at the commentary behind these verses, I also found something that has stuck with me throughout lockdown. When you're in times of trouble, if you start to think about what is good, you can't be anxious about what's going on. And by doing this, the writer was saying, think about things to be thankful for. And later on in the show, we'll probably talk a bit more about things to be thankful for in 2020. And that made me kind of stop and think, because when I start to give thanks to God, I don't have time to be then, oh, I'm worried about this because I'm thanking God, I'm praising God. So this is what Paul's trying to encourage us to do, is to try to think about what is true, noble, right, and pure, what is lovely and admirable. Think about things that could uplift you and encourage you. It doesn't diminish the situation, but it gives you a new focus on the something. I love Jamie's story there about his kids and how he, they were looking at it as five days more of sledging and playing in the snow. Because when I called my niece and told her there was snow in Stafford, she was excited. They were all, wow, they can't wait to see the snow. They haven't had the snow yet, you see. So I'm here thinking I'm snowed in, it's icy, it's treacherous. My nieces are, ne are ready to go, let's go, let's play, it's coming. They want to see snow. It also got me thinking of that prayer that they use in some recovery groups. And the reason why I was thinking about this prayer is that it wants you to look at certain things, is to accept things you cannot change, courage to change the things that you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, sometimes we cannot change our situation. Sometimes we will not be able to change the outcome, for example, being put into restrictions. But what we can change is our attitudes towards it. What we can change is how we look at the situation that we're facing. Now, I'm not going to say it diminishes anything or take away from what any pain anyone's feeling. That's real and that's true to you. But if you try to look at a positive for it, it can help you through the situation. This is where sometimes focusing on God and not the situation helps so much. What I also found in these times of trouble was when I start to begin to focus on the first little step that I can take, what I can control, that task that may seem mammoth and mountainous becomes easier. You don't climb a mountain in a single leap and bound. Sorry, we're not Superman or Wonder Woman. You climb a mountain by the first step. 
once you finish the first step, you do the second. And bit by bit, you will get that mountain and achieve where you're going. So today, what I want you to think about is what are you focusing on? Where is your attention? If it's on the things that you're anxious about or you're worried about, you're upset about, I want to challenge you today to start to think about those things that you can thank God for, rejoice in God for, and even talk to God about. If you're going through times of trouble and you're thinking, this is not helpful, I'm sorry to hear that, but I just want you to know, through our times of trouble, God is with us. Pamela and Jamie, you've brought out some amazing points on those scriptures from Philippians. I just wanted to mention something known as the praise cure. You will find plenty of stories and blogs about this on the internet where people have found that being positive and looking on positive things as described in our scripture for today can more than just make you feel in yourself, bettering yourself, but can genuinely heal you. In his blog, The Secret Power of Joy, Mark Hankins tells of a Christian nurse working in China many years ago after discovering the power of praise was cured of smallpox. She said this, In only a moment, it seemed, the smallpox and all its symptoms vanished, leaving not even the trace of a single scar. Praise the Lord. Yes, the praise cure works every time for everyone, and it is not at all unpleasant. Rather, it is delightful to those who partake of it, and its costs have been met for us by another, by the man Jesus Christ. Because Jesus took the stripes on his back, this cure is available this very moment to each of us. Glory to God. Are you ready to begin praise cure? The last clause of 1 Peter 1 verse 8 in the Bible tells us exactly how to begin. It says this, Believing, you rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. 